Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Pete Zayas. Pete, the NBA is back. Kind of. Woohoo! Thank God, man. It's been a long time. <laughs> uh, according to several reports, uh, the NBA had their vote, and uh, the return, the impending return, was approved with a vote of 29 to 1. The Portland Trailblazers being the only team who went full Houston Rockets and said no. Uh, <laughs> the explanation afterward was kind of funny to me, where it was like uh, Portland players and officials both were interested in a more creative version of a return, which like they found out that they are going to have to win a play-in game where they're down a game potentially, and they probably didn't like that. So, right. And that's like their best case scenario. Yeah. Right. Right. So uh, the league told the Portland trailblazers to shut up and, uh, and they are going to continue. Uh, And, and this is great news, honestly. And, and, you know, uh, it, it comes at a time where we could use (laughs) some good news, quite frankly. Uh, So, so this was great to see today's show. We're going to talk about that uh, and, and what it means league wide, what it means, uh, for the Lakers and, and, you know, who else where this show is going to go, where this conversation is going to go. Uh, I do want to start here because there's been a bit of a conversation about, and it was, is actually something that Sabrina brought up on the um, silver screen show that she and I do together. Um, that, you know, is basketball really the distraction we, we need right now, or should we be more focused on, on more pressing issues? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not going to give my, side of the debate until I, I, I'm kind of interested where you're coming from there. Yeah. I'm not quite ready for, to be all that excited about basketball yet. Mm-hmm. I think this is a, we're in the middle of a critical moment in history. I don't think these are just protests. I think these are significant. They're worldwide, man. This is going yeah. on all over the world. I think that it's something really that we need to address and deal with before we can move on to things like sports. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. <laughs> like I have been the biggest basketball geek since I was a little kid and it's my job now too. And it's, it's a your running job. joke that you literally cannot focus on anything else. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yes. Almost anything else in pop culture. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it's really the only thing in pop culture that, or one of the very few things that, that really holds my attention. So I like there, there's obviously a part of me that's excited uh, I just feel like something's in the way of mm. my full excitement and my full attention and having a full heart. So the games don't start back up until July 31st. And we're going to have training camp toward the end of this month, which is, which is exciting. Uh, I just feel like my, my head is and heart is more toward what's going on in the world right now, to be perfectly frank. Where are you at, man? Yeah, I, <sighs> it's kind of complicated. This thing is not, there's no, I don't think there is a right or wrong to this. I think no. it's very valid to bring that up. I think it's very important to bring that up, right. That, that all this is going on and it's like the first distraction. I don't know if you ever saw uh, the movie up the Disney movie up. Uh huh. I did. I right? love that movie. Yeah. Right. We're, <laughs> we're, oh, we're like, we're so focused <laughs> on this one thing. It was like, squirrel, you know, <laughs> that's a good like, analogy. I like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we, 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 you know, we need that kind of a thing right now, but I think I, I, and it's not so much a retort, but I think, I think it's a bit of a counterpoint or, or a point to make in addition to this. And it's that, you know, for, for people 
with our sentimentality, right, where uh, we do care very deeply about these movements. And and quite frankly, like, while while the progress isn't where we would, abs- uh, you know, actually like to see it right now, there has been progress. They did upgrade the charges on the police officer uh, Chauvin who actually committed the murder. And they did that so that they could file charges against the three other officers who just stood there and, and allowed it to happen. Uh, we, I believe Brianna Taylor's case is being reopened by the FBI. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Garcetti announced uh, several reforms to the LAPD yeah. today as well. Yeah. yeah. So like there's, there's progress being made um, and, and it isn't where, where I would like it to be. But what happens with a lot of these things is like you and I are going to continue to follow this till the wheels come off, right? Like this is going to be something that you and I are always going to be very interested in. Um, but the majority of, of people who are on the other side of this thing or, or aren't even on the other side of this thing, but don't, you, you know, don't prioritize this in the way that you and I do, they're going to lose interest. And the one thing that sports doesn't really allow them to do, because I know the NBA is continued to is going to continue to, you know, LeBron is going to continue to use his voice. He called out uh, Laura Ingram today for being racist when she was in fact being racist again. And, you know, I, I think when these sports come back, this is the one time that white America has no choice, but to listen up and watch the black athletes on their platform, right? That's why the uh, the the symbol of uh, the the Olympians with their hands up in the air, right, is so important because that was when everybody was watching. And and mm-hmm. you know when basketball comes back and when football comes back and when baseball and you know I, I guess hockey too, though hockey we aren't going to see it as much. Um, but you know when these sports come back those players, I actually feel like it's, it's going to help with this movement because it's going to really remain at the forefront of, of the minds of those who might tune this out after a little while. Like I've already noticed it on my Facebook and I told you where I come from. I told, I told you what surrounds me on my Facebook feed. My Facebook has basically moved on. Right. And, you know, it was really frustrating to see it move on because it was no outrage over George Floyd a bunch of outrage over the looting and rioting and then nothing, no like congratulatory posts for the, the progress that has been made and the return to peacefulness that uh, we've seen in these protests, right? The, the solidarity that we've actually seen from the protests over the course of the week. And, you know, for those people like that tuning out, that can't really happen once it's in their faces again. If the NBA decides to, to make it, you know, a regular occurrence to stand up and say something either before the games or during the games in some form of a visual protest that keeps this at the front of everybody's minds. And, you know, while I think you and Sabrina make really good points and I don't even disagree with them, I think this could also serve to benefit that, that, that progress too. I think that's a great point. I, I, I don't disagree with with you at all in that because uh, from a personal standpoint, the degree to which I care, yeah, relative the degree to which I normally care about the Lakers and about right. the NBA, it's just not particularly close. But uh, having it out in the forefront in less avoidable ways will absolutely be beneficial to keeping awareness there. So that's a that's a fantastic argument. I also think like the NBA, I thought handled the rolling out of this pretty well. 
right? They were just like, mm-hmm. hey, we we, we, we passed the vote. <laughs> you can we don't want to we don't want all the bells and whistles to the announcement and stuff like that. Here's a press release. We're gonna get 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 back out of the way. You guys can continue doing your thing mm-hmm. over there. Right. No, absolutely. And and I and I think that there's not a whole lot. I haven't seen a lot of people have too many objections about it. The one thing is the turnaround time from the end of this season yeah. to the beginning of next. And that's something Michelle Roberts, the head of the players association mentioned today that I, I agree with It's mm-hmm. just a little too fast for them to go from it's 29 days or something like that from the end of the season to the yeah. beginning of training camp for the next, uh, that should be pushed back a bit. And I hope they do that. But by and large, the details of it, there's not a lot to fuss and fight over. I don't think so. I think that contributes to the, to their ability to get out of the way. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's take a quick second here. When we come back, I do want to talk about that. I want to talk about the quick turnaround. I want to talk about all that is kind of entailed with what we know about it. The fact that, they rolled this out there without an understanding of the safety protocols that it's going to involve. Um, there's, there's plenty of stuff to kind of, there's plenty of meat on this bone that I, I really want to pick at. So we're going to take a quick second. And when we come back, we'll do that. Today's show is brought to you in part by Built Bar. Head on over to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and save $10 off your first order. I've given instances here where I have forgotten my wallet and had to try to, you know, suffice with the Built Bar instead of a meal. But, you know, what's kind of happening here is that it's becoming a habit. Uh, I woke up today. Uh, Jen was home later, so she was able to make me breakfast. And because, you know, my breakfast was bigger than usual... I didn't really need as big a lunch, and I was cool and and was perfectly fine. I didn't even think about ordering uh, food or driving out for food, despite having my wallet and the car base at home. I just went with the built bar and was perfectly fine. I uh, was was more than fine. I was I was nice and full, comfortably full. So, uh, look, this is how you lose weight. You eat less, and your body gets accustomed to that. And that becomes your habit. And that's what's happened so far to me just because Built Bar, you know, was was kind enough to provide us with a, a box of, of bars. And and I look forward to buying another one to continue this trend in that direction. So head on over to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Save $10 off your first order. Uh, again, that's BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON to save $10 off your first order. Uh, I, I can't speak highly enough from enough. Tell your friends about them. So let's let's start there with with the concern about uh, the quick turnaround uh, at, at the end of this season and then heading into the next year, right? That uh, the the finals could be finishing mid October and then uh, the training camp might start in mid November, early early to mid ish November, uh, which would leave less than a month of time for people to kind of catch their breaths after the one year. Uh, and then to get ready for the next, uh, I, I think there's, there's very legitimate concern on that front. This also kind of sort of felt like a bit of a negotiation, right? That, that, you know, it starts, they're, they're going to say they want to start the next season at December 1st. Uh, but the very obvious data started is December 25th. And then if they started on December 25th, the players can feel like, well, we got what we wanted, Right. Mm-hmm. The negotiation here from the owner's standpoint is we want to probably start on the 25th, 
But if we say we're going to start on the 25th right from the get-go, they might actually negotiate that back to like New Year's Day or or beyond. And we don't, we want to, we want it. So if it does start on December 25th, if it does start on Christmas, that way the players can walk away feeling like they won something. What do you think the reason for starting it so soon is? Well, I think, I think if they were to start before Christmas, they want to be able to reap the rewards of two big ticket days in, in December. You get opening day and then you get Christmas, right? Two of traditionally their biggest days of the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think for them, especially as they negotiate their next TV deal, which the NBA side of negotiations have really taken a hit this year. They want to be able to point at those two uh, ratings days and say, Hey, this is, this is, we, we really do require the amount of money and commitment that and that Disney and Turner have made over the last few years. Right. Yeah. When things get back to normal, um, I can see that. Uh, I think that, I think this might be a good chance to tilt the season uh, and, and, and move it back a couple of months. I, I, there's, I feel like there's a big, like the NBA in the summer, does the NBA going a little bit later finishing in July or August mm-hmm. at, uh, as a general rule? I'm always so bored during the summer, dude. You know what I mean? Like there's a big old opportunity there yeah. that, and and even beyond that, cause I'm really a one sport guy at this point, but the NFL starts back up in August. Is that right? I think so. I believe it's it in all, August. So. Every time the NFL starts, I'm like, it went away. <laughs> sure. Sure. Well, it's gone. It's gone half the year, right? Like they've got a shorter season. Yeah. To, it's, I feel that way about baseball. It's like, <laughs> like it's like, <laughs> It's like these, this team is your world series champion. And two weeks later, pitchers and catchers have reported for spring training. <laughs> what? Like, anyway, uh, I'm sure the um, pitchers and catchers feel that way too. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, wait, we're going back already. And that why sucks. do the pitchers and catchers have to do that? Do they get paid more? These are my ignorant baseball questions. Um, anyway, I, I do think there's some opportunity to, to be capitalized on, right? Like Maybe. to be overlapping a little bit less with the NFL season and a little bit more with the baseball season. They're, they'd probably get better ratings, I think, over the course of the summer. So, heck, I wouldn't be mad if they were going from December to August and just decided that is what we're going to do from now on is, mm-hmm. is go during this period of time. And you have the Super Bowl happening in early February. So you're, you know... 30, 35 games into the season at that point, maybe a little more mm-hmm. uh, into the NBA season. Everyone focuses on the second half. You get the whole country's attention uh, aside mm-hmm. from baseball, right? I, I don't know. I think there's some some argument to be made for that. Have they announced, I haven't seen this, they haven't announced when the season next season would end, right? No, I don't think we got that far. Yeah, I'm curious. Are we going to do the full 82? Is it going to go longer? Are they going to try to get it back on track the way that it was? Still a lot of questions to be answered. So I think there's a couple points that uh, across all of that. So they have thought about pushing it back to the summer in the past, but apparently their research shows that while they would have a greater market share during that time in the summer, there are fewer people in front of the TV because that's when everybody takes their trips. So the market share might increase, mm-hmm. but the size of the pie might decrease to the point where okay. the size of the market share doesn't really make up for it. That makes um, sense. And then, you know, with them not announcing 
the back end of the season, when next year might finish, if they start December 1st, they might be able to finish, you know, mid July and then be able to continue to scale back just in case this, you know, the, the ratings from that first season where it starts a little bit later and runs a little bit later, uh, in case that doesn't work out, they can continue to scale back to the normal season. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I really think like at the end of the day for all of this, look, I mean, we talked about it briefly yesterday, but you think about all of the, all of the concerns and all of the uh, parties that they had to please in trying to resume this season. You had mm-hmm. the teams that are out of it, the teams that are in it, you have the, uh, the TV companies that, whose partnerships you you know, are, pro- are, are going to fall short on, you know, in terms of the RSNs, uh, the amount of revenue that they lost, not just from this hiatus, but also from the kind of tr- controversy earlier this year. And so like what they had to do was, all right, we're going to try to come back, not piss off the teams that succeeded so well this year to where they should have an inherent advantage going into the playoffs, not make it so unfair to those teams that are on the outside on the bubble looking into the playoffs and then also not make it too insulting to the to the teams whose seasons are basically over anyway, while also trying to uh, uh, squeeze as much revenue out of these next, this next like three month stretch that they possibly can. And also by the way, do all of this with a global pandemic going on, you know? Right. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of moving parts here. They, yeah, the amount right. of juggling that they had to do with this was was insane. And then you add to that what next season might look like too. And and I, I really think there was it, it's impossible for them to really make this appease everybody. And and I think it's good that that Michelle Roberts. I mean, she frankly she's doing her job to say, right. hey, this is a quick turnaround. Uh, at the end of this year, heading into next training camp, I I, I don't know if this is really smart. But if they, you know, they're approaching the safety protocols as a negotiation, I'm sure between now and the end of the year, let alone the beginning of next year, they'll be, they'll be negotiating all the way along so that that date might make more sense for both parties. Yeah, no, that's, and, and yeah, all of those moving parts, considering all of the circumstances they've, they've handled pretty well. Yeah. All right. Let's take another quick second here. When we come back, we're going to talk about specifically what this means for the Lakers, right? They uh, are now going to come back and have eight games to make a five and a half game lead on the second place team in their conference, you know, not go away. If that's even something they really, frankly, even care about. Uh, And, and, you know, they still have some boxes to check as they head into the playoffs. So uh, I want to talk about what this format does for them in that respect and and everything else that this all means for the Lakers as, as they try to resume what was an incredibly promising season. Today's show is also brought to you in part by Blinkist. Blinkist is really unique. It works on your phone, tablet, or web browser, and it takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. And given everything that is going on in the world uh, and, and everything that you know, Pete and I have talked about, there is no better time to start educating yourself regardless of what side of the aisle you find yourself on. Uh, I would I would hope that 
you know, you can expand your mind and, and continue to learn and inform your opinion and, and maybe, you know, continue to evolve as a person and, and as a thinker. So the best way to do this or one of the best ways to do this, in my opinion, has been Blinkist. I like Blinkist because in less than 15 minutes, I feel I can tra- fast track my path to a more intelligent, informed, or even healthier me. I like Blinkist because it helps me get to the key takeaways of a book in only 15 minutes so I can incorporate those le- learnings into my life immediately. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer for just our audience. Go to Blinkist.com NBA and try it free for seven days and save 25% off of your new uh, subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com NBA to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com NBA. Today's show is also brought to you in part by Rock Auto. Uh, head on over to rockauto.com. Uh, it's a family-owned business that serves auto parts customers online, and they've been doing that for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And, you know, right now, a lot of us, our cars, myself included, especially because I work from home, my car just kind of sits there a lot. And cars aren't meant to be idle for the length of stretches that some of ours have, have had to be in uh, over the last couple of months. So... If your car, you know, needs a, a quick part and uh, an easy assembly and, and, and you feel like you can take care of that yourself, the best way to save on all of that and make sure you get the absolute right part is to head on over to rockauto.com. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. If you go to rockauto.com and see all the parts for your car or truck, then they, they're going to ask you, how did you learn about us? Make sure you write in Locked On so they know that you know we sent you here and we can make sure we continue to support all those who support us. rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Do you think there's any way... To answer the question, does this benefit, does this hurt the Lakers? Like, do you think there's a way to have this conversation where it's that simple, or is it, it, it it's inherently more nuanced than that? It's inherently more nuanced just because we don't know the individual players' circumstances during the quarantine and layoff. We also have no precedent at all for what it means to ramp up from going from training camp to the playoffs in a month and a half, which is basically what the timeline is here. And again, that's about the best that they could do. There's no complaint about that. It's just completely unprecedented. So is this something that's going to be more difficult for older players to ramp their bodies up that quickly? Is it going to be better for older players because they just got a big old break before all the games that matter? I don't know. I, I think that the Lakers, the one thing that I, I, I think I can make a decent argument for is the Lakers being built around two superstars is advantageous. Just, I mean, that's always true. Being built around superstars is <laughs> yeah. advantageous, but the Lakers offense is not- of this podcast built around. Two super- <laughs> <laughs> uh, their offense is not particularly complicated. And I think that the less complex, anything that you do offensively or defensively, the better 
going into this because they're just not going to have a lot of time to get in sync, get in rhythm. The old mid-season form cliche is just not going to exist. So I think that the Lakers, in that respect, it's it's good for the Lakers. They also pretty much have the number one seed locked up, so they don't they can go any number of different ways with those last eight games. They could use it as we're going to solidify our playoff rotation or we're going to play LeBron and AD 20, 25 minutes a game to s- ramp them up slower than one of the lower seeded teams or one of the teams out of the playoffs mm-hmm. can do, right? You know, how are they going to treat that? Uh, they've got options because they've got a five and a half game lead on the Clippers for the number one seed. So, I think there are certain components of it that are advantageous to the Lakers, but so many more that are just impossible to tell. Where, where do you stand on that? <laughs> Shrug emoji. Yeah, yeah. I don't fucking exactly. know. <laughs> I do the same thing. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. One thing I do think that I was thinking um, quite a bit about though, over these, especially the last like 12 hours or so, 24 hours, once it looked like the season was definitely coming back uh, was an advantage. I haven't heard talked about quite as much is, how and most of the teams at the very top of this league are going to benefit from this anyway, but the Lakers are just filled with a bunch of players who understand how rare it is that you have a chance at a championship. And that mm-hmm. starts at the very top, right? With LeBron who understands like, even when you do have a chance at the championship, like you never know when you're going to run into a, 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 a buzzsaw the way that he did a few of those years when the Warriors were at their peak. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you have leadership on this team that understands the desperation that comes with this level of success or the, the possibility for this level of success, I think that's really going to help. And, you know, you kind of look at a team like Milwaukee and they don't quite have that trait as, as, uh, as prevalently prevalently as as the Lakers do Giannis is young enough to think that like this is just how things go uh because you know really since he came into his own the Bucks have just always been one of those teams that get written in as a championship tier team uh so you know I think they're an interesting test case for this theory as well the Clippers have enough guys I think on their team who you know understand this a little bit though less so than the Lakers because you have less championship experience on that team than the Lakers do. Uh, so, so I think, you know, with the Lakers, I think it could have gone to one of two ways and it's knowing how special the season was the kind of, you know, the, the feeling of the, the bummer that existed if the season didn't resume, right. That like it would, it would have hurt extra for the Lakers because it seemed to be such a really special year for them. Uh, but you know, that, that can, that coin can fall two ways though. You can say, you can, you know, have that feeling midway through such a long hiatus, but then as things start to look so much better, it just makes you that much more passionate about getting back out there and getting to work and then hitting the ground running as soon as the saw resumes. So I think in most of the intangible ways, I think this really does help the Lakers. They had plenty of bumps and bruises too that, uh, you know, like Anthony Davis's shoulder, LeBron James is like back from carrying so much of the load, you know, uh, it, even like somebody like Danny green, 
whose shooting had be Avery Bradley especially comes to mind here because his shooting was really starting to come around as he was starting to get healthier. Now they didn't have access to the team doctors and stuff the way that they normally would during a break like this, but just rest, I think really helps in this, in this respect. So yeah, in most of the ways that you would think that this could benefit a team, I think it really does help the Lakers and, you know, when when everything is as equal as it's going to be, they're the more talented team in most situations and they get along better than everybody else. So just in general, if you just kind of filter it all down to those two things, I think the Lakers are about as good a, a situation as, as anybody could possibly hope for. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. There's absolutely no way for us to know. No way whatsoever. I mean, part of this might just be me being a homer and like explaining to myself over a four month period that the Lakers are okay. There is for sure a version of this that works out for the Lakers. And I I think that I do think that the Lakers chemistry and how good that was is going to be, have you ever, have you ever been a part of something with a group of people? And then when you get back together for a reunion or something, it's just different, man. Like, it's just like you get back and, and it, there's, you're so excited to see them. Right. Cause it's, yeah. you went through something and that nobody else could possibly understand. And it, it this is different though. Right. It's like reconvening yeah. the thing, but the way the chemistry they had, they've got to be so excited to get back to that. They looked like they were having so much fun. Yeah. And that got interrupted. I think it'll be easy for the Lakers to pick back up on the chemistry element of things, which is really as much as the on-court stuff about the complexity of offenses and defenses playing together is as much, probably more chemistry than any of that. Mm -hmm. So the desire to get along the, what you were saying about that, you know, that desire for the title, their experience in pursuing titles collectively of knowing what it takes to do that combined with what I think will be a genuine excitement to hang out together and to battle yeah. for this together and to be together finally to mm-hmm. chase this goal that got interrupted. I think there's going to be a great deal of joy from the Lakers. Cause we saw that from them all year. And now they've been, you know, it's like, it's like lovers that have been stranded or unable to be, see each other. And then yeah. a year later they see each other and you know, it's, it, it's all excitement. So um, I, I think that there's definitely a version of this that I could talk myself into. This is really good for the Lakers. I just worry about the physical components. I feel like if everybody stays healthy, I feel really good about our chances. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've never built something alongside somebody that, you know, we built from the ground up and then developed into something that was really, really big. Uh, you know, when you, it was, it was all good. The comparison was all good until you went start like lovers who haven't seen each other in a while. I'm like, I don't look at Harrison or you in that way whatsoever. So. <laughs> I mean, no, I look, I, I think, so it's funny, you know, even just in passing the it, Sabrina was talking about, yeah, now I get to get back to looking at how the Lakers match up with some of their potential playoff teams. And, and even you and I talking about, you know, the tangible and intangible ways that this might potentially help the Lakers, right? Just getting back to talking about basketball, the, 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 the very taste of it potentially, even on a morsel level is is really exciting and i can't even imagine if you were to amplify that out to the scale that the players feel where they're actually vying for a championship you know i i i you know i just i have to think that when they got back into the gym especially it was probably 
I, w- I mean, I don't know any of them well enough to to say it was emotional or anything like that, but I'm sure like on a, on a very psychological level, it was, you know, you go from the despair of feeling like shit, we might have, we, we might have had this taken away from us to, all right, we're back. Let's freaking do this. Let's, let's fucking yeah. go. And, and, and I, I really think that, you know, for a team that so visibly cared so deeply about each other and the journey that is a championship year, especially one as special as this one, that, that, like you said, they cared, they say they so obviously liked playing together and, and had so much fun playing together that, you know, just resuming that in any way whatsoever, I feel like is, is, is a giant shot in the arm is a, is a, you know, a Mark McGuire esque needle that just pumps you back up to, to be able to go out there and, and vie for a championship over the next, you know, what is it going to be? 25 ish games that they might play. Um, Mm -hmm. that's the, you know, you tell, you tell LeBron in any given year, Hey, LeBron, you are going to be on one of the league's most talented teams, legitimately, uh, the, one of the league's most talented teams, you have 25 games to go out there and win a championship. Like take that every time. (laughs) Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's kind of where that's where I'm sitting here. And, 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 you know, who knows when we actually see this in practice, we say it would have been nice to have a larger sample size where the talent could win out and all of that stuff. But, but you, you put LeBron James on a really good team in a sprint to the finish. And, and I like the Lakers chances against anybody, Bucks, Clippers, anybody bring, bring it on. Let's get the season going again. I love it. Let's do it. All right, that's going to do it for this this uh, episode, this week's episodes of the Locked On Lakers podcast. I want to thank you guys a ton because you know, just kind of looking at the numbers, uh, you and I, Pete, we didn't talk about the Lakers all that much. You know, we've, I think this was our only segment where we specifically talked about the Lakers and basketball, uh, and I greatly greatly appreciate the amount of people who were just here to have a, to hear a conversation. And then in some cases, extend the conversation, whether it's via email or on Twitter uh, about some very important issues that are going to continue to uh, need to be dealt with moving forward. So, and, and feedback too, like, you know, you know, where to find us on, on Twitter, like feedback and, and uh, your comments and your experiences with talking about this with your family. I think this is a a time where a lot of people are going through the same thing in their interactions with Mm -hmm. the people that they love and care about. And it's important for us to share those commonalities and know that we're not alone in going through that and those experiences and dealing with our loved ones. So, uh, along with listening and thank you for, for doing that, please, you know, where to find us, uh, interact yeah. with this, tell, tell us your stories and what's going on with you. Few people have done that and it's, it's very much appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. It, it makes me, you know, just like when, when Kobe passed away and how people felt like we, yeah. we mm-hmm. helped people through that and, you know, the legitimate community that we've, that we've built and we continue to build here. It's really legitimately special. And, uh, to, you know, the, the stuff that we talked about this week was really effing heavy. It was, it was, it yeah. was some of the, the mm-hmm. toughest discussions that we've had hell over the last couple of weeks. We had the, the one podcast where Pete and I yelled at each other for a half hour. So, <laughs> right. So like, you know, to get through all of this and then get to the point here where it looks like basketball is coming back, it just really makes me feel great about the community that we have built and continue to build here. And, and frankly, it, 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 
gives me some faith in humanity that that you know you can sometimes lose when when stuff like this happens so have a great rest of your weekend please stay safe out there uh get your questions in if you have them on itunes or or however and we will talk to you again on monday